Good afternoon. Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. Thanks for joining us. This evening's episode is titled, Touch Not Mine Anointed, Do My Prophets No Harm. This shall be focused on a study of Psalms 105. Before we go any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for the scripture teaching us, Lord, about the reverence we're supposed to have for Your children and for Your servants. Help us, Father, to have that degree of reverence and respect and fear for Thee. In the name of Thy Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Psalms 105. Psalm 105 Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the people. Sing unto Him, sing psalms unto Him. Talk ye of all His wondrous works. Glory ye in His holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek his face evermore. Remember his marvelous works that he hath done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. O ye seed of Abraham his servant, ye children of Jacob his chosen, he is the Lord our God, his judgments are in all the earth. He hath remembered his covenant forever, the word which he commanded to a thousand generations, which covenant he made with Abraham and his oath unto Isaac and confirmed the same unto Jacob for a law, and to Israel for an everlasting covenant, saying, Unto thee will I give the land of Canaan, the lot of your inheritance. When they were but a few men in number, yea, very few, and strangers in it. When they went from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another people, he suffered no man to do them wrong. Yea, he reproved kings for their sakes, saying, Touch not mine anointed, and do my prophets no harm. Moreover, he called for a famine upon the land. He brake the whole staff of bread. He sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant, whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron. Until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. The king sent and loosed him, even the ruler of the people, and let him go free. He made him lord of his house and ruler of all his substance to bind his princes at his pleasure and teach his senators wisdom. Israel also came into Egypt, and Jacob sojourned in the land of Ham. And he increased his people greatly and made them stronger than their enemies. He turned their heart to hate his people, to deal subtly with his servants. He sent Moses his servant and Aaron whom he had chosen. They showed his signs among them and wonders in the land of Ham. He sent darkness and made it dark and they rebelled not against his word. He turned their waters into blood and slew their fish. Their land brought forth frogs in abundance in the chambers of their kings. He spake, and there came diverse sorts of flies and lice in all their coasts. He gave them hail for rain and flaming fire in their land. He smote their vines also in their fig trees and brake the trees of their coasts. He spake, and the locusts came, and caterpillars, and that without number and did eat up all the herbs in their land, and devoured the fruit of their ground. He smote also all the firstborn in their land, the chief of all their strength. He brought them forth also with silver and gold, 
and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. Egypt was glad when they departed, for the fear of them fell upon them. He spread a cloud for a covering and fire to give light in the night. The people asked, and he brought quails and satisfied them with the bread of heaven. He opened the rock and the waters gushed out. They ran in the dry places like a river. For he remembered his holy promise and Abraham his servant. And he brought forth his people with joy and his chosen with gladness and gave them the lands of the heathen. And they inherited the labor of the people that they might observe his statutes and keep his laws. Praise ye the Lord. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled, If God Be With Us, Then Where Is All the Miracles? This was preached in 1961 on December the 31st in the evening. We'll begin at paragraph 3 up to paragraph 26. I trust you'll find it to be a blessing. How many enjoyed the service this morning of Amen. Amen. Actually, four hours. I don't know what that tape went to. <laughs> My sister called me up after the service, and she said, it must not have been to nobody else, that it must have been just to me. And I said to her husband, Junior, said, what would you think? Oh, he said, I heard Brother Branham do better than that. She said, then I was sure it all come to me. Amen. <laughs> I believe she's back there. I would tell it on her, but I'll just let it go. <clears throat> Dolores, where you at? She isn't here? Well, I'll tell it then. <laughs> she said, I've been guilty of using just a little bit of, uh, you know, makeup, cutting just a little bit, so that's <laughs> over. <laughs> she realized she wasn't dead yet, you see. <laughs> you got to die. So, um, title it, The Message of for the New Year's. May the Lord grant His blessing. So nice tonight to see so many in. Brother Grim Snelling had just got in in time to hear him closing out that old song, And We Shall Go to Dwell on Zion's Hill. I guess there's nobody in here ever remembers little Rabbi Lawson. Anybody remember? Yeah, two or three of you. Brother Grim, that, Brother Slaughter, that made me think of Brother Lawson. You remember how he used to sing? Little bitty fella, I called him Rabbi because he wore a little flat black hat. He was a Pentecostal preacher. But great big tortoise shell glasses, and I said, you look just like a rabbi. And so we always called him Rabbi Lawson, a wonderful little brother. And he, <coughs> he's so old, he'd come stooping in, got run over by a car and stiffened up his knees. He'd hang his crutch or his squawking cane on this side here. And I'd sit down in a chair, and when he'd get over there to that part... The wheels of mortal life shall all stand still. He'd pick up that old cane, reach over his shoulder, and hook it right around my neck. Bring it right up like this. Put his arm around me and say, Then we shall go to dwell on Zion Hill. <laughs> Any, anybody else in here ever know Rabbi Lawson? Just a few of you. I want to say this then. <clears throat> Strange thing happened to him. He was a real little preacher. Fine, brother. And he, he didn't have no big charges. That wasn't his mission, but I believe he lived true to what he was putting charge over. That's the main thing. And his wife <coughs> thought he wasn't making enough money preaching, so he wanted him to get a job. He studied the Bible all the time. So one day she got so angry with him, she just grabbed the Bible right out of his lap, tucked it over and raised up the stove and stuck it in the stove and burned it. 
few months after that, she was putting up some Christmas lights. The fire of the Christmas tree caught her and burnt her up right in the same place. See? You reap what you sow. Amen. Touch not my anointed. Do my prophets no harm. See? Think about the Word of God. Them people that had the accident out there and then Satan tried to destroy their... I just see him raise up back there just then to let someone in. Their trailer. Practically everything in that room burnt to a crisp. I was out there. The only thing that existed, I think, was a blessed old Bible. And I think my book and Brother Osborne's. Everything was burnt to a crisp in their trailer. I picked up the Bible. It just smoked a little on the outside. I told the sister and brother that someday, the Lord willing, I'd like to take that from the pulpit here and preach on the text, Heavens and earth will pass away, but my word shall not. <laughs> when it's all gone, the word is still there. Isn't it wonderful how God cares for His word? And then let that word be in you. He'll take care of you. Amen. During the time of the flood, I was preaching here one night, left my Bible. The 37 flood came overnight almost and swept through the tabernacle, picked up this same pulpit, raised it right up. There wasn't all this ceiling in here then and set it right against the ceiling. The Word being under the pulpit, instead of it sinking, it floated. Took it right up to the ceiling and I rode all around over here in a boat. And then when the waters went down, it came down and was laying right here at the same chapter I was reading out of after the flood. Heavens and earth will pass away, but my Word shall not. Right. He's wonderful, isn't he? Amen. Honestly, I I want to get away from here real quick because we've got so many fine ministers. I thought I'd call them all to the platform, but we haven't got seats for them because I've seen several since I've come here uh, in the audience that <clears throat> perhaps has a message tonight. We want to hear from our pastor from different ones, the, the message they have on their hearts for tonight. Now, I'll just be real brief and try to... Say a little something, and then we're starting something tonight, or something happening tonight, if God willing, that we have never did since I've, in my lifetime. Just thought of it the other day, called Brother Neville, and he thought it was a grand idea. Amen. Instead of all the commotion of blowing whistles and hollering and carrying on and drinking and the New Year's crowding and so forth like that, we're going to come to the altar and take communion at the midnight. With and each one of us, as we listen to the words tonight from these different ministers, let us be real reverent. Now, last Sunday night, I gave a Christmas message and that I said to the church, to the people from Georgia and the different places, don't come because it would knock their children out of Christmas. They're, they look for it. They're just children. <clears throat> and I would get the tapes for you. Now, you that didn't get to come, the tapes at my expense, just let Brother Woods and them know, and I'll, I'll take care of it for you and uh, get the tape. And now, um, tonight, I just want to first <clears throat> say this one thing before I read my text. And probably in preaching, we'll be right up almost to midnight. And then we're going to about 15, 20 minutes before 12. We're coming out and bring the kosher out at the Lord's Supper, the Paschal Lamb. And set it out here, the kosher, and then give thanks to God and stand at the altar with bowed heads and hearts and take the communion of the Lord. Now, I think the room is full of recorders in there and so forth. I don't know whether we're, well, I say they'll be out by that time, so we won't have to admit feet washing too. And 
Tomorrow is Monday, and some of the people from out of town have plenty of time to go home and trusting that God will bless you now. And this will probably be the last time I'll get to be with you until I come back from out west. I'm going out to Arizona, perhaps going to Louisiana first, then on to Arizona and uh, California. And then as soon as I uh, get back, I hope to be with you again. Until that time, pray. I never made any itinerary. I believe I see Brother Borders tonight in the meeting. I called attention for him this morning. And um, he keeps a record. And he presented a book to me the other day of all kinds of invitations. But somehow during this time, the Holy Spirit said to me, Go one place, and when you're finished there, I'll tell you where to go from there. See, just lead right on, like what to do next. So we must be pretty close to the line when he starts doing that. See, just know wherever somebody is calling and waiting. Not for New Year's resolution, because we don't make them. Don't do no good, you break them. I see my daddy throw that plug of tobacco away every New Year's night. To watch where he throw it so he could get it the next day. And that's about the way it goes. Let's not make resolutions. Let's ask for mercy and grace. Ask for God's mercy. And if I don't get a chance anymore to the giving of the communion, probably in a hurry at that time, I, this is one thing I desire to do. One of my desires is to see a church without spot or without wrinkle. That the Holy Spirit, Brother Grimm, this has been the longing of my heart, to see a church that's so filled with God until sin can't abide in it anywhere. The Spirit of God calling it right out, wherever it is. I want to see that. And one thing that I desire, the one great vision from the Lord that I've always desired to have from the Lord, He gave it to me the other morning, about 10 o'clock in the morning, and that satisfied my desire. For years and years since I've been a minister, I've longed to see that, and it finally come to pass. Amen. And I'm very grateful to God. I haven't said nothing about it, just got it wrote down, and I know it's just exactly what I've been asking for all the time. And now, I pray and trust to God. And tonight, anew, I dedicate my life to Him or His pulpit. That one great desire in my life is to be more humble before God and before His people. Knowing that that's one of my major mistakes is having to deal with the public in such a way it's took a lot out of me that used to be there. I trust that God will restore again that joy that I once had, not as I lost my joy, no, but I mean I want more of it, more more humility to serve the Lord. Amen. This coming year, I promise God, if He'll let me live and give me health and strength, I will try to be a servant to God and a brother to man with all my heart. God bless you now. Let us bow our heads just a moment. As the world, Father, rocks around the equator, as we are told, now it will start again now, moving back towards from the shortest day of the year to the longest. Just a short time and the whistles will be blowing 
the people be screaming, the bells will be ringing, and the old year is gone, and a new year comes on. Father, we thank Thee that Thou hast let us see this year of 1961, and we pray you forgive us for all of our sins that we committed through this year. And if there has been one thing that we have did that has been good, thy name be praised. For it was not us, the unworthy, but it was thee, the Holy Spirit, that finally pushed its way into our life over our rebellion condition and did something that magnified God. We are grateful that he did it. Father, we had prayed tonight that he'd press us aside every time and let the will of God be done in our lives. And tonight, as our sister churches, their pastors are sitting here, our brother Graham and brethren from different parts of the country, Utica, Sellersburg, Georgetown, wherever it may be, precious souls, has gathered together from many even states tonight to help us in this great jubilee here that we are celebrating and have turned the time to the singing of songs, praying of prayer, and of listening to the Word of God. Fill every heart. Move back every doubt. Take away every fear. Take away all weary. And let the Holy Spirit move into our hearts and plant the Word. Let us be the field that the Word will fall in that will bring forth fruits in the coming year. Grant it, Lord. Help me now as it's my time. The lot falls to me at this time to speak. I pray that you'll anoint the words that is said. And may they go out under the anointing of the Holy Spirit with expectations, Lord, to bringing people that doesn't know you to you and those that are there, may they have more faith to serve thee. Grant it, Lord, and help my voice. And having a bad cold and being tired from a four-hour message this morning, I pray that you'll help me. Help all of us in conditions now for the coming service and the communion. Bless this church and its pastor, our brother Neville its trustees and its deacons. And may they serve more gallant this year than any time before. Thank you for their service and their gallantry, how they stood by me when I needed someone to stand by me. Brother Neville and Brother Roy Roberson and all the precious brethren who stood by us in the times of trouble and under the leadership of the Holy Spirit made decisions in the best that they knowed how. And the decisions that they have made has been proven to be in your will. For you have blessed their decisions. God continue to be with them. Help us all together now. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy word. And to see, Father, how important it is, Lord, to have respect and to respect your servants and to love one another. And you said, Lord, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord our God with all our soul and all our mind and all our hearts and everything that is within us. And you said the next, which is like unto it, is to love our neighbor as ourselves. 
So Father, help us to have godly love towards one another, forbearing one another and respecting one another. In the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. See